So um, February of 2019, um, it's at that lunch, and she's talking to you about light and dark. Is that right? Yes. She's talking to you about the demon in Charles. Yes. Prior to this time, had she talked to you about any concerns or problems she she had had with Charles or in her marriage? When we were at the Preparing of People in St. George, she had expressed that she had, <clears throat> that her and Charles were having some uh, financial difficulties. Um, and at that time, um, while we were there, um, she said that she had been the beneficiary of Joseph Ryan's um, life insurance. That was a prior, one of her prior husbands. And um, that she had received, um, I believe it was $60,000 from that life insurance. Okay. Um, and uh, Mr. Ryan, was he the father of Tylee? Correct. Okay. Your Honor, I think, I think we're getting into impermissible testimony regarding 404B. I think we talked about that. I, I'm not going there, Judge. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'll let you with yeah. the objection. I'm not going there. Um, did she say what she... Do you need a minute? I see you with a tissue. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Ms. Val was talking about money problems and um, that she'd come into some money to help with those problems. Correct. That, okay. Um, and so she had mentioned this before, that's the money problems. Did she mention any other financial concerns prior to that lunch you had in February? Had she talked to you about it at all? I don't believe so. Okay. So then we're at the lunch um, where she's talked about light and dark, um, and she talks about Charles' situation with, with Garrett. Um, what did, um, did she say anything else about um, Charles and, and the dark spirit? She didn't know at first that he was um that he had been changed or he was a demon that he had been possessed by a demon and that she had slept with him twice not knowing that he was possessed okay um did she um, say that there was any way to help him or deal with the demon not at this time okay did she ever talk to you about a way to help or deal with the demon Yes. What did she say? I'm sorry. When did she say that? Let's do it that way. When did she say that? Towards the end of March, um, Laurie said that she wanted <clears throat> a group of us girls to meet um, and get together um, because she had some things to um, show us and teach us and um, we had a meeting at my house um, I believe it was late March because it was right before um, general conference for the church Okay, and um, typically when is general conference for the LDS church? In the first weekend of April 
Okay. And so the the meeting get together at your home was right before general conference in March. Correct. Okay. Um, so who was at your house? Um, it was Nicole, uh, Christina, um, Serena, Melanie Gibb, and I. Um, and um, was Lori there? Yes. Okay. Sorry. No, I'm just asking. Um, so when you people got to your house, what happened when people got to your home? Everyone was staying at my house except for um, Nicole and Christina. And um, um, Lori said that she wanted to um, teach us something. So I brought out a whiteboard. And on this board, she did the same diagram that she had done um, um, at the restaurant. And... Um, she taught the, um, that there was multiple probations and, um, again, the scale on people being light or dark. Okay. Um, okay. What else happened? Um, during this time, she also um, gave me um, a sticky note with... Um, my prior lives, and I believe she did that to the other girls that were there as well. Um, she also um, said that um, we needed to cast out the demon from Charles and asked us to uh, do a casting on him. Okay. Was that the first time you'd ever heard of a casting? Um, I had read about it um, in the scriptures in the New Testament when Jesus cast out evil spirits, but in a personal, um, in a personal way, yes, that was the first time. Okay. Um, did Lori um, talk to you about a method or a tool um, to do a casting? Each of the participants. Um, would have a um, different part to say or do in order to complete it. Okay. Um, and, so, um, and so who assigned the roles in the casting? Lori. Who told people what um, tools or powers they were to use? So, um, Lori. What tools or or um energy did she ask you to use? Fire. Okay. Um, so how did the casting proceed? How did it how did it happen? Each person would say their their part um, and then um, she would finish it um, by um, doing a Sealing of the casting. Okay. What did that mean? Um, I'm not sure how to explain it, but um, um, a sealing would be like to make it 
concrete or make it final or make it um, valid or not sure if I'm explaining it correctly. To kind of finish it and give it some authority? Correct. Yeah. Like, okay. like that. Okay. So, um, and who was the casting on? Uh, this time was to cast out Garrett that had, um, that Laurie had said that um, Charles had been possessed by. And during this conversation about um, Charles being possessed, um, did she talk about any of the troubles she had with Charles? I believe that it was, um, I want to go back to the luncheon that we had had uh, with Melanie Gibbon and Laurie at Firebirds because I believe that that's when she explained that um, <clears throat> um, sorry, my my memory is a little fussy at times. Um, it's been so long. Um, she had explained that they had been um, arguing in that um, by this by March they had um, separated um, because from that meeting she was coming from Hawaii and um, she had related that um, she had taken his pickup away from him and his keys away from him and all of his stuff away from him. Um, Did she say why she took all those things away from Charles? Because they were separated, but she took all these things from him. Did she say why? I believe this was during, well, in the, when, during the process of them separating. Um, I, I just, I asked why not just leave him? Um, why take all his stuff and go through all this trouble of taking keys and clothes and cars? And she said she was being instructed to do this. And so she had shared this situation with Charles and the separation with you. And was that before the casting or during the casting on Charles? Before. Okay. And so then going into the casting, this information had been given to you and maybe others in the group. I know Melanie Gibb knew that information. And... Um, So give me a second. Sure. Um, no, I I believe that the other girls um, in that meeting also knew that they were separated by this time, um, because um, um, she was uh, telling everyone that they that she had been in in Hawaii and not living at the house with um, Charles. Okay. So. Yes. So that information 
that that conversation and information she had was in people's mind going into the casting on Charles. Yes. Okay. During um, this meeting at your house, um, uh, did you all believe her that what you were doing had value? Yes. Okay. You say that very certainly. Why? Laurie is um, very convincing, um, vivacious way of expressing things um, are very um, charming and believing, plus the fact that she had expressed before that she had been visited by all these heavenly beings, therefore, um, if someone is telling the truth about that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be questioning them. I would be believing they're telling the truth because I would never think that someone would lie about something as sacred as that. I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was after March. Okay. Um, who was the casting on? <clears throat> Let me back up a little. Um, Objection, non-responsive. It's all right. Sustained. Okay. Um, so let me ask you, had you done any other castings? Yes. Okay. What other castings had you done? Um, at the end of the last casting, we, um, um, Lori got on the phone um, and um, trying to verify with Chad if um, the casting we had done had worked. Um, and he had told um, Lori that it did work. Um, but then later on, um, we found out that um, Lori and Chad said that um, even though we had cast out that demon that was called Garrett, um, that another more powerful and more skillful um, demon had come in and taken his place instead. Um, and what was that, that spirit or demon's name? Um, I believe they called him Ned. Okay. Um, and so you learned that after the first casting on um, um, about Charles? Correct. Okay. Um, so what did she tell you about a, a spirit named Ned? Um, that he was more, skill, um, more skilled and that um, he was more powerful than the one before. Um, and um, that we needed to do another casting. 
And then was that next casting um, on Charles um, to get rid of Ned? Where was that? At my house. Okay. Who was there for the casting um, on Charles uh, this time? This time um, was still Nicole and Serena, um, Melanie Gibb, um, Alex was there also. He had been invited. Um, at first, they had, um, Laurie and Chad had said that um, Alex was um, a first creation or first time on the earth, which um, would mean that <clears throat> they were um, less spiritually experienced or savvy and um, that um, we couldn't talk much about certain things um, in front of him because he wouldn't understand it or he wouldn't know them. But by this meeting, um, they had changed their um, rating on him. And by this time, they said that Alex had been um, in prior creations and that he had been exalted in other creations. Um, so he had already been proven and that um, this was his first time on this earth, but he had been uh, in other earths um, multiple times. And so in that sort of status, did, did that now make him a powerful spiritual being? Correct. Okay. Did Alex believe that? Most yeah, definitely. Action calls for speculation. If you know. Uh, yeah, with that just question, I'll sustain the objection. Okay. Thank it, you. Do you know whether Alex um, expressed that he believed this? Yes, he spoke about how... Um, he was very excited to find out who he was. And so um, at the, now that um, Alex is, is um, the strong spiritual being, did he participate in the casting um, involving Charles and the entity they labeled Ned? Yes. Okay. Tell us about that casting. I believe that um, Alex was the warrior in that casting so he would have done something I I don't exactly remember what he was okay um, but who assigned the roles in this casting on Charles of um, uh, um, that night at your home Laurie okay um, and um, were you given information by Lori that the casting to remove Ned worked or not? Again, she got on the phone with Chad and <clears throat> asked if asked if he if he had worked. Um, um, she was very. Um, 
confident that this time was going to work because she had told us that we had to fast. Um, she said that in the scriptures when the apostles could not cast out um, a demon or evil spirit, that in the scriptures he said that Jesus had told them that there are certain spirits that can only be cast out by prayer and um, and fasting. So she had told us to fast, so we all fasted, and um, she told us that we couldn't eat until after um, we had done the casting. And so she was uh, confident that it was going to work because of the pre-work that we had done. Um, so um, she told us again that it had worked. Okay. Um, and uh, did Ale was Alex there when she told you it worked? I believe so. Um, now, if somebody is possessed by a demon, are, are those people dangerous? Um, they're considered to be um, dark and um, to bring only um, bad things to happen, yeah. So yes, would be dangerous. And if you know, did Alex believe this? Alex believed it more than anybody else there. Um, did Did you have any follow up conversations on whether or not the? Um, Spirit Ned was successfully um, move, removed from Charles Fallow. So then Laurie said that um, Ned had been removed, but this time there was even a more powerful demon that had come and possessed <clears throat> um, Charles and or Charles's body, and that. Um, this time it was someone who had been, um, who had done this, the same thing for hundreds of years and was very, um, like an expert at doing that. Okay. Um, do you know, do you remember the name? Was the name Hiplos or Hiplos? Hiplos, I think it was. Okay. Um, and, um, so was there another casting for Charles um, to remove Hiplos? Yes. Um, at this time, uh, Lori had moved to Texas. Um, so she had moved back with Charles. And um, she asked us to be on conference calls um, early in the morning and again we would um, do casting on on um, on Charles to uh, cast out Hiblos. Okay. Um Who participate on, on the calls on the casting on Hiplos? Um, 
or Charles. It was uh, Christina, Nicole, Melanie, Gib, um, Melanie Boudreaux, Laurie, and I. Okay. Was Alex on these calls? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, and did you try another casting on uh, Charles? There were several castings that we did um, on Charles during that time. Okay. And did Alex participate in these cast in any of these castings other than ones? Let me ask you a better question. <laughs> um, did Alex participate in the castings involving um, the spirit Hiplos in Charles? Not that I can remember. Um, and did you learn at any point whether the casting to remove Hiplos worked? No, Lori said that um, this one was a very powerful um, demon and that the reason why Charles had moved to um, Texas was because there were doctors there that helped these kind of um, people who possess other other people's bodies to stay alive and helps them to keep the body um, alive and going. Okay. Um, did you, to your knowledge, was Alex aware of um, this issue with Charles? being possessed by an exceptionally strong spirit? Yes, he knew. Okay. Um, did Lori say why she was with, Char stayed with Charles when he was possessed with a, a, a demonic, dynamic, a bad spirit? She said she had, um, I asked her why she would move back Texas with him after all the problems they had had and she said that she needed to be um, with Charles in Texas for a little while to get her finances straight. Okay. And to your knowledge, um, did, was Alex aware that Laura needed to get her finances straight? I don't know. Okay. Um, and uh, during this effort to cast out Hiplos um, and, and deal with Charles, um, did there come a time that Charles passed away? Yes. Okay. Do you know when that was? It was July 11th of 2019. Okay. Um, i got to ask, how do you remember that date? Lori always said that she had a connection with the 7-Eleven, the number 7-Eleven. She would mention that number all the time as if it was some kind of um, so she had a, some kind of a spiritual connection with the 
with the number 711. And um, when she told me what had happened, um, she said that it was 711, therefore he had been all orchestrated by God. And she felt that because it was 711 and it was her numbers that um, Charles or Hiblos had been delivered to them, to him, to her and Alex. So when you say she told you about what happened, um, are you saying she told you about um, what she said happened to Charles Vallow? Correct. What did she say happened to Charles Vallow on July 11th? Charles had um, rented a house and um, and Gilbert, um, I, believe, I think it's Chandler, but it was um, a house for her and the kids. In they had moved into this house, and he had come from out of town to um, pick up JJ that morning to take him to school, I believe. And um, while he was putting um, JJ in the car, uh, Lori took his phone. Um, and um, he came back to get the phone, and she didn't want to give him the phone, so they started arguing um, about the phone, and Alex was there, and they he got involved in the fight, and they started um, fighting. Um, Alex said that he was trying to protect his sister. Um, and then Tylee came into the, into the middle of this fight with a baseball bat and telling him, telling Charles to leave and that Charles had taken the bat away from Tylee and they that um, Charles had hit Alex on the back of the head with the with the bat, and Charles and Alex wrestled around fighting, and at one point Alex got his gun. And he shot Charles, um, and that's how he died. Lori um, said that there were certain things that needed to happen before the second coming could happen, and there were certain things that um, she she was um, instructed that she needed to do in order to for to usher the second coming. And um, um, one of them was that she needed to um, cleanse the earth from cleanse the earth from um, evil spirits. Um, so every time that something would happen will be something like another step ushering the
the second coming. So was um, Charles's death, what she told you, part of the steps towards the second coming? Yes. Okay. And if you know, did Alex believe this? I don't know. Okay. Now, um, did at some point you um, have a conversation with her about her staying in Arizona or her moving? She has said that she um, wanted to be in Arizona, um, but um, then um, Chad Fabel told her that she needed to move to Rexburg. And um, so she packed up her house and moved to Rexburg. What was significant about Rexburg, Idaho? Um, Chad had said that um, Rexburg, Idaho, was going to be a place of refuge where there was going to be um, <clears throat> invasions um, of other countries coming into the United States and that um, Rexburg was going to be a place where there would be um, soldiers and warriors that would be defending that area, and that area had been prepared um, by the church to um, accommodate um, people to come towards that area to um, to be uh, as a place of safety. Okay. And so did Lori move to Rexburg? Yes. Um, she told me that she was moving. Okay. And um, and I, I believe you've told us that she told you why. Do you remember talking about why she moved to Rexburg? Um, <clears throat> she said that um, um, that there part of her mission was for her to be there. Okay. Um, and so, who moved to Rexburg with Lori Vell? Alex. Okay. Um, where were Lori Vallow's children? With her. Um, and Alex, did um, Alex and Lori end up living in the same apartment complex? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you ever have a, uh, do you know how Ms. Vallow was uh, going to pay for things in Rexburg? How she was going to finance things? When I asked her how she was going to finance, um, how she was going to um, live um, since she didn't have a job, she told me that um, she was receiving um, Social Security from um, Tylee, from her dad passing away before the age of 18. Um, JJ was receiving Social Security from um, his dad uh, dying. And since she had been married for over 10 years uh, to Charleston, she will also receive Social Security. Um, and she said, uh, that it was close, um, something close to $6,000 a month, and she didn't need to work. And um, so did she, in fact, move, and did Alex move to Rexburg? Yes. Okay. Um, did you go visit them in September of 2019? I did. Okay. Um, where did you go <laughs> stay? I stayed in Alex's apartment. Okay. 
And was Alex living with Lori or was Alex living on his own? Alex had his own apartment. Okay. So you stayed at Alex's apartment. Where did Lori stay? Lori was in her apartment. Okay. When you visited, um, did you see Tylee at all? No. Okay. Um, did you ask where Tylee was? Yes. And um, what did Lori tell you about where Tylee was? She said she had she had to be free. When she said she, who is she? Tylee. Okay. And who said this to you? Was that what Lori said that Tylee had to be free? Correct. Okay. Did she say where she was staying, where Tylee was actually staying? When I tried to ask her what she meant by that, she lifted her hand and put it up to my face and said, don't ask. Now, um, when you were there, after she talked, did you ask about JJ as well, after she talked about Tylee like that? JJ was there. Okay. What was JJ doing? He was playing outside with his neighbor friends. All right. And... um. Uh, did Lori say anything about how JJ was handling being in Rexburg? Um, she said that she, he had had some um, toilet train um, issues since they had moved. Okay. Did she say anything that about JJ being attacked by demons? She said that um, she had been. She started saying that um, before they moved to um, they bought, but before they moved to Rexburg. Okay, so she had told you prior to the move to Rexburg that JJ too was being attacked by demons. Correct. Okay, what did she say about whether um, Tylee was being attacked by demons or evil spirits? Right before she moved to Rexburg, she said that Tylee had been uh, possessed by. Um, it was spirit or a demon, and she called it um, Hillary. Okay. Um, do you remember how many times she's talked about Tylee being possessed by the spirit Hillary or the demon Hillary? About two, three times. Okay, more than once. Correct. Okay. What about JJ, but him being attacked by demons? You know, did she say this once or more than once? More than once. Okay. How many times? It was a few times. Okay. Um, do you know whether JJ ever had a comfort dog or a service dog? Yes. Okay. What was that service dog's name? I believe it was Bailey or okay. something like that. Did she ever talk about any issues with Bailey? Yes. She said that the, <clears throat> that there were um, evil spirits attacking JJ, and they were going into um, the dog Bailey because um, it was easier to possess okay. the, the dog. Okay. And so did she um, give away or get rid of Bailey? Yes, she did. Was that before moving to Rexburg? Yes. After Charlestein? Correct. Okay. Um, and then did she, um, and then once they were in Rexburg, did she repeat any concerns about uh, Tylee being possessed by Hillary, the, the demon Hillary or the spirit Hillary? No, Tylee was not there when I went there. Okay. Did she say anything about JJ being attacked by demons um, when you were in Rexburg visiting? Not that I recall. 
Okay. What was JJ doing when you saw him in Rexburg? He was playing outside with his toys and with his friends from the from the neighbors, uh, the, the neighborhood kids. And then he came inside and asked for a um, for a popsicle. And then he went back outside. And then he came back inside to ask for a snack. And then he went back outside. And then um, I guess it was around I don't know seven o'clock. Then Laurie brought him inside and. Um, started getting him ready for, for bed. Okay. Um, and while you were there, was Melanie Gibb there? No. Okay. Um, and did Lori say anything about um, how it was caring for JJ now that Charles was gone? She said she had hired, a, um, I don't know whether it was a babysitter or a nanny that was helping her, um, <clears throat> take care of him when she needed and um, she also said that she had um, um, bought a um, subscription to one of those um, bounce places so that he could um, be take she could take him there to enter, you know be entertained okay so um, did she uh, um, and then um, how did uh, did you see Chad at all while you were in Rexburg Yes. Okay. Tell us about that. How did that happen? Let's start that way. How was it you were able to see Chad? Because at this time, Chad's wife, Tammy, was still alive, correct? Correct. And he was still living with Tammy, correct. even though Lori's now in Rexburg. Right? He, um, yes. He asked me to uh, lie for him and to uh, send a text to him saying that I... Um, That I was speaking at a um, at a conference or at a presentation, um, and that I wanted him to come and see me speak. Okay. And did you send that text? I did. Why did he have you do that? What, and you said lie for him. Why did Why did you Why did he ask you to do that? So that he could excuse. Um, he could have an excuse to his wife to come over. To Lori's. Correct. To come over to Lori's apartment. Okay. And did you do that? Yes. Okay. Did Chad come over? Yes. Okay. Did you talk to Chad um, at all during this time? We did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was Lori there as well? Yes. Tell us about that conversation with Lori and Chad. Lori and Chad were very um, <clears throat> aggressively... Um, trying to convince me to move to Rexburg. And um, we talked a lot about him saying that I needed to move to Rexburg. Why did they want you to move to Rexburg? They kept telling me that uh, part of my mission was to be there and that I needed to help them um, build Zion there and that I just needed to move there. Um, now, do you have a job? Yes. Okay. Um, do you have family in Arizona? Yes. Okay. What did um, Lori say about, you know, how you would, if you gave up and quit your job, how were you supposed to support yourself? 
I said that if I was to move to Rexburg, there is no jobs there for me for my experience or my past um, uh, jobs or anything that would match me and what would I do there for finances. And she said, don't worry about it. Um, Melly, meaning Melly, Melanie Pulaski slash Boudreaux, um, she has enough for all of us. Okay. Now, um, so at this time it was Melanie Boudreaux. That was her name, right? At the time, correct, yes. Okay. And so Melanie Boudreaux was her niece. Yes. And um, Melanie Boudreaux was in the process of divorcing her husband, Brandon. Correct. And um, she received a fairly substantial divorce settlement. Correct. Several hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Okay. Um, and so what did Lori tell you about Melanie supporting people? What exactly? I, I want to make sure we get the words right. What did she say? She said, don't worry about it because Melanie has enough for all of us. What did you say to that? I said, that's her money, not my money. Okay. And did Lori have a response? No. Okay. Not really. All right. Um, uh, did you ever talk to Melanie uh, Boudreaux about the idea that her money was going to support all of you? I told her about what Lori said after <clears throat> Alex had died and... Um, she said that she was very sad that other people would be saying that about her and her money. Um, so while you're there and they're trying to convince you to move, um, uh, did um, Chad or Lori talk to you about anything else? Did Chad give you another blessing? Yep, he did. What, did, what was that blessing? Um, in this blessing, he said that um, the Savior was standing right next to him and that he was giving him the words to say to me and that the Savior was telling me that it was time to leave Babylon and to move to Rexburg. He also added that the Savior was telling me that all my sins were forgiven. Now, who was here when you were getting that blessing? Laurie, Chad, Alex, and I. Okay. Now, it's my understanding from what you say, a blessing is, is from somebody in a priesthood or, or almost anybody can give you a blessing, but it's personal to you, right? He has to be a priesthood holder if they are going to be using the priesthood power. Um, and it is specifically for you. Okay. Yes. So why was Alex there? Um, Alex also received a, a blessing that day. Okay. In front of you? Yes. What was Alex's blessing from Lori and Chad? In this blessing, uh, Chad told him that the Savior was... Um, standing right next to him um, in that he was giving him the words to tell him as well and he told him that all his sins were forgiven. Okay. Um, what was Alex's reaction when uh, um, Chad and Lori told him all his sins were forgiven? He started sobbing. 
during this um, blessing for you and then blessing for Alex, did the concept of marriage ever come up? Chad had given me a blessing in August um, of 2019 in Lori's house, and at that time, he had also told me that I was going to be moving to Rexburg and that I was going to be getting married. Okay. Um, and in this blessing, he uh, in Rexburg in September, um, he also referred to that. So he'd given you a couple of blessings each time mes- mentioning the idea that you're, you're going to be getting married. Correct. Okay. Um, and any of these times did he and Lori talk to you about who you should marry? No. Okay. Um, did the subject eventually come up about who you should marry or who they would like you to marry? Yes. Um, tell us about that. Uh, Lori and Chad were teaching that <clears throat> uh, a man and a woman um, should always be together because they're stronger as an entity than as two separate people. Um, if they are together, then they can have the priesthood together and they can um, be stronger and be more effective in whatever it is that they are going to do so. She, um, um, once Alex and I started dating, then they started saying that we should be married. Okay. Now, um, at the visit at Lori's house in Rexburg in September, um, when Tylee wasn't there, but JJ was, um, did the, were you dating Alex at that point? We had gone in one day before he moved to Rexburg. Um, we went out to dinner. And on this trip that I went there, we just were getting to know each other, just talking a lot. And he was really funny, so we had a lot of fun um, watching movies and talking and just getting to know each other. So after your trip in September, um, how, many, how long did you stay in September? I believe it was only like two to three days or something like that. It was a very short trip. Okay. Do you remember if JJ was going to school on those days or do you think it was a weekend? I believe it was part of the weekend and, and then part of the the day. Okay. And were Melanie Gibb or her boyfriend, David Warwick, there at all? No. Okay. Um, now, you <clears throat> mentioned that um, you guys were getting to know each other. Did, did there come a point where your relationship with Alex actually became dating or kind of took off? Yeah. Um, Alex came to Arizona on... Um, October 31st, it was Halloween, and he came over. Um, Lori had asked that Alex and um, Melanie Boudreau would stay at my house um, 
This is down in Arizona? In Arizona, uh-huh. And when they came down, um, Alex and um, Melanie came over to my house, and um, I gave Melanie my, my bedroom, and Alex and I stayed up talking most of the night. And uh, that was the first time that we held hands or the first time we kissed. And was that Halloween? Yes. Okay. Um, and so after Halloween of 2019, um, did there come a point where you actually got engaged? Yes. What day What, what day did you guys get engaged? It was on my next trip to uh, Rexburg in November. Um, November 7th? Correct. Okay. So you go back up to Rexburg November 7th, and um, when you're up in Rexburg, Alex gives you an engagement ring? Yes. And you agree to marry him? Yes. Okay. When you're back up in Rexburg November 7th of 2019, did you see JJ? JJ was not there. Lori was not there. Chad was not there. What about Tylee? No. Okay. Um now, uh, you guys got engaged. Uh, do you know where Chad and Lori were at the time? We didn't know where they were at. I didn't know where I was at, where they were at. But later, during that, while I was there during that trip, we received pictures of them getting married in Hawaii. 